Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the rising wind, we're going up around the bend. Welcome, it is the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on 104.9 The Horn. You can always find us on now on iTunes. You just search the Outdoor Zone. That's it. The uh, Outdoor Zone. Right. You may have to, maybe under like sports and recreation, there is an actual outdoor. I know. We're trying to get it moved over, man. They they okay. opened one up now. Okay. So that there is a hashtag outdoors. Yeah, yeah there is. Uh, but the number one outdoor radio show will be on hey, there eventually. It's good that it's, it's on just iTunes. there. Yeah, absolutely. But okay. I want people to know how to find it. I think it's sports and recreation is what you it look is. at. It is, yep. Uh, Beefsteak sitting in with me. Good morning, Beefsteak. Thank you Hell for hanging yeah. out in the bunkhouse. And uh, where else would I be? Salt Dog. Salt Dog has no cast, no <laughs> stitches. Is currently walking on two legs. <laughs> and but uh, he's in the dark. You notice that the bulb went out in in his room over yeah, there. Yeah, the squirrel must chew the wire. But he uh, he will be getting salty here pretty soon. He'll he's be pretty, heading down to the coast. Yeah. And, uh, did Doing you some... hear about his catch last week? What he did? No, what'd you uh, catch? We limited out on speckled trout. Uh, I don't want to hear. It. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> uh, he's always got a tail. It was it was great tail, by the way. I yeah, mean, I'm sure. Bank fishing and I'll tell uh, you about a great tail. George H. W. Bush, remembering who he was and his times in the outdoor world. Forbes magazine just called him the most sporting president in u.s history george herbert walker bush was born on june 12 1924 in milton massachusetts the son of senator prescott bush he was born into a wealthy and politically active family bush attended phillips academy an elite boarding school in massachusetts he began dating his future wife known as barbara pierce at the time after he, they were introduced at a Christmas dance in 1941. Hmm. Bush was 17 years old at the time, and Barbara just 16. They married January 1945. 
On his 18th birthday, Bush enlisted in the U.S. Navy, becoming the youngest pilot in the Navy during World War II. He served as a combat pilot in the war, flying career-based torpedo bomber aircraft and a total of 58 combat missions. And shot down once. He had a brush with death when his plane was hit during a bombing run in the Pacific. After managing to escape the burning aircraft, he was quickly rescued by the U.S. Navy by a U.S. Navy submarine. That's kind of like Bush like was a spy stuff here, you know, like James Bond stuff, right? Bush, no, this is old school, baby. Mm-hmm. This is old school. Bush was awarded uh, the Distinguished Flying Cross for his World War II service. After the war, Bush attended Yale University, where he graduated with a degree in economics in 1948. He later moved to Midland, Texas, where he found success in the oil and petroleum industry. Mm -hmm. George H.W. Bush was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 1966. He served as Ronald Reagan's vice president for two terms and then won the 1988 U.S. presidential race before losing his bid for a second term to Bill Clinton. The 41st president of the United States, George H.W. Bush, had a major and positive impact on the sport fishing in general and bass fishing in particular during his term in office. As vice president, Bush played a key role in the passage of the Wallop Bronx Amendments for the Sport Fish Restoration Act, which generates more than $650 million per year for sport fishing restoration access and other fishing and boating projects. In 2014, he received the inaugural Keep American Fishing Lifetime Achievement Award for his lifelong personal commitment to recreational fishing and conservation of America's finest fisheries and wetlands. During his term as president, Bush established the first national policy goal of no net loss of wetlands. He established 56 new wildlife refugees, restored 3 million acres of wetlands, and signed the Clean Air Act reauthorization that required cleaner burning fuels. A personal friend of Ray Scott and Johnny Morris and other leaders in the sport fishing industry, Bush used the office to promote recreational fishing. So all the men here in the bunkhouse, we salute you. Uh, George H.W. Bush, um, we thank you for your service, not only in the military and the Navy, but also uh, for our country and actually caring for our country, caring for the things we love uh, here in the bunkhouse, we love uh, Christ, we love our families, and we love the outdoors, and something that President Bush understood. Absolutely. Did you read the last words that he spoke? It was to his son, George W. He said, Dad, I love you, and he said, I love you too, son. That was it. Over. Game out. Mm. He was he was an old school badass man. I'll have to tell you, he had all those things that he had either accomplished, done, stood up for. It's really cool to uh, he's a role model in a way. Oh, absolutely. Where you just go and you just do what you got to do. At the same time, he came back and and they speak of him uh, oh. uh, as like one of the most compassionate presidents we've had. Just soft spoken, mm-hmm. compassionate, caring. 
presidents. We haven't had that in a long time. You know, we've had very uh, <laughs> on, the, on both sides. Of on that. both sides. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'm just saying, as a president in general, uh, he was just a very, you know, I mean, we level, get... even keel uh, president. Um, man, you... just loved his family. You could just see that. You know, it it was a different, a different level with that with the Bush family. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was in office, you could just see the the love he had for his family, and then afterwards, after his presidency, you know, the time he spent. Uh, fishing, the time he's uh, was at the Bassmasters Classics, and uh, <laughs> you know, and showing face there, and spent time on the water, um, whether it be you know, that's at, pretty cool on lakes all around the country, fishing and enjoying that time. And I just, I just, maybe it's because I like fishing, and that's what I do. That I have a huge respect and and uh, special spot for that, but. I just love that. I love that we have a president mm-hmm. that we can look back on that loves the same things we do. You know, he was one of us. He was one of us. And I, you have to respect some people call him a little wimpy in, in politics. I think, you know, because he was soft-spoken. Uh, and he came back and he was like, read my lips, no new taxes. You know that. And then he got in. And yeah. he was like, I just looked at the books. And this is impossible if we don't if we don't do this. So he had to go back on that. But actually, that's kind of one of those uh, good endings to me is when men admit or stand up. I mean, and say, you know what, this was wrong. I I can't do that, and we've got to just go and do something a lot different. George H. W. Bush, we salute you here in the bunkhouse, and uh, from all the men here. Uh, we uh, just give our uh, condolences to the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to be a dad that would stand up, love his family, love his wife, and uh, clearly love the Lord, yep. as we talked about before, and show his uh, his appreciation for all things. Did you see that picture where he was with um, uh, Babe Ruth? Oh, man, that was cool. Isn't that cool? That yeah. he, he, was the, he was in the very first College World Series game. He was the pitcher, and he was. Uh, um, he also was the captain for the team that went. Hmm. I mean, he just when he got into things, yeah. he was the man. He was the man. Soft-spoken. Right. Changing gears, uh, probably 180 degrees. We'll hit on the <laughs> Peter Report up next. It's oh, the yeah. Outdoor Zone live at the bunkhouse. Now that I'm all calm and rested, we'll oh, yes, move into the are. Peter Report mm-hmm. and uh, get your blood pressure rolling again. Uh, I've got a little blood pressure issue after the doctor <laughs> this week, uh, so this may not be good for me. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, 1049 The Horn, or 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. Now we really got to change some change some of these uh, liners. Why? I think Ron Sheffield's been retired for about 10 years. 
Well, yeah, we're ro- rolling some new stuff, man. With the Bone Collector and all them, we got some new stuff. Speaking things. of new stuff. Oh, yeah. there. You know, there's. we talked earlier about the fall is finally here. It's the perfect time, you know, perfect weather to hit that ranch, as we just talked about in the last segment. They've knocked off thousands on the entire 2018 and 2019 Jeep and Ram lineup. Not only will you get some of the best prices of the year, but you'll get their legendary service and awarded. Where is this at? This is at Nile. Come on, you Nile know. Maxwell. Nile Maxwell Super Center. All right. It's incredible. Um, and if that still isn't enough, you still have the Nile's personal promise, that same promise he's been making for over 30 years, to beat the competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring us their deal, and we'll beat it. So if you want to save thousands of dollars on hundreds of vehicles, head to the number one Jeep Chrysler Dodge Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Superstore at 620 and 183 in Austin or visit online at NileMaxwellSuperstore.com. We thank them for coming on board and sponsoring the Outdoor Zone. Now it's time for this week's Peter Report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. PETA demands an ancient French village to become more vegan-friendly. A small village in rural France has found itself in the crosshairs of the animal rights group PETA, demanding that a street in the medieval town be renamed to something more vegan-friendly. They're ridiculous. PETA wants the town to change the street name from Rue de la Saucée, which translate to, translates to Sausage Street in English. <laughs> the group has officially requested that the town's mayor step in and rename it to Rue de la Saucée. After soy, a common ingredient in vegan meals. Oh, my God. Unfortunately for PETA, the request has already been poo-pooed by the mayor, uh, Jean-Claude. Of course, his name is Jean-Claude. Oh, of course, yes. Uh, He told told, uh, reporters that he initially thought the letter from PETA had been sent as a gag. (laughs) We all do, don't we? Yeah, but after checking... He said, I realized it was an official request. Mm-hmm. It's nonsense. It's out of the question for me. Uh, one person who lives on the 15-meter lane said the, said that PETA is completely out of place with their request. The sausage has nothing to do with pork. This nickname that the villagers gave to one of the uh, town folk... At the beginning of the 20th century, her name was Susan Tesser, and uh, she says her beloved nickname uh, was Susise, which uh, which the name actually means stooped over, hmm. because she kind of had a hunchback. She leaned, and hmm. Susse refers to sausage. The sausage kind of leans, kind of has that bend (laughs) into it. (laughs) So they named the lady this, and it became the town's name, uh, Suze. 
So it has nothing to do with the pork. Uh, it has to do with this lady's They're nickname. out of control is what you're saying. PETA's request to the council is fast becoming a trend. Only days prior, the animal rights group put in an application to the UK town named Wool <laughs> to urge them to change their name to Vegan Wool instead oh. as an act of kindness to their sheep. The Wool counselor has already dismissed the proposal, which would become uh, come before local council in an upcoming meeting. It's a ridiculous request, and it's caused quite a stir in the village. A few people are uh, quite offended, but most people seem to find it amusing. The request has been dubbed ridiculous by locals. That's what we keep saying, right? Ridiculous. Yet, people donate millions upon millions of dollars, especially this time of year, where... Uh, they think they're saving pets, right? For PETA, some reason, Peter's going to promote uh, saving these poor animals. The eyes of an angel. <laughs> we need that song for this segment every time, and it, it's just sickening that they're going to go to that length. But that people around the world are now mocking these attempts that Peter's making, but yet the people in the United States. There's people in the United States that fund these organizations to make these claims and requests in other countries, and yet we're being laughed at. They're making us a laughing stock. Stock. Chicken stock. And we laugh about them sometimes, but look what we're you know, look what we're part of, I guess, is the United States being known for that now. It's it's, it's embarrassing. Both both uh coasts. As they say. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. An inch high at 100 yards. What's the best way to zero your rifle? So I didn't put this whole article or whatever in here. I just wanted a discussion between you and I. You being a... um, Go ahead. (laughs) You know what? I want to hear this. Somebody that uh, may have different thoughts on shooting your rifle and tightening your scope and doing things like that. Uh, One time. One time. Send an article article about zeroing in your rifle, but it had nothing to do about tightening your scope down. Uh, (laughs) Seems um, a popular thing in the the hunting world, in the rifle shooting world, is to zero your rifle in at 100 yards, or do you keep it an inch high? You know, you hear that all the time. Guys say, inch high perfect, at 100. inch high at 100 yards, I'm right on. Well, no, you're an inch high, right? Well, you know what the idea is. Right, that so, it's perfect at 200 then. No, it's kind of where you've got a. So the whole idea is that you've got the best overall three-inch strategy. So no matter where you are, you can hit within three inches. Yeah. That's the right. concept of it. The theory is, though, that an inch high at 100 is dead on at 2 and an inch low at 300. It can, or, or the opposite, which is when it gets too close. You know, if you have something in at 40, 50 yards. But and you, you know, a, a bullet, right, makes its initial drop and then comes back up, doesn't it? And then drops again for the final time. No, it's just the parallax on your on your scope and the mounting and, and what angle it's at. A bullet never really 
So where it, where your barrel, where basically what you're saying, where your it barrel, drops. It, where starts you, it has to drop because starting it has it. to drop somewhat because your barrel and your scope are mounted on top of each other, or mm-hmm. your scope is mounted on top of your rifle. So where those lines cross, where those parallel lines cross, mm-hmm. because they can't be exactly parallel, correct? Because it's on top of your barrel, it's got to meet somewhere, and where those meet. At some point, your uh, your axis, I guess, it crosses at some point. So does that happen at 100 yards, or do you make it at 200 yards, or do you make those cross at 300 yards? That's, I mean, your decision, I guess, on where Depends that Depends where you're hunting. But, I mean, so some people say, all right, scope in it. You know, you hear that all the time at 200, mm-hmm. and then you can work your way around down to 100 with the different buttons or the bubbles or you know However the tip marks is, you know clicks right. or whatever it is but then you got to figure we got to understand the trajectory of that bullet that you're shooting and whether it flattens out or keeps you know cuz a lot of them say that <clears throat> like the 270 I looked at the huge difference between the 150 grain bullet and the 130. I shoot 130s. Okay, so when you shoot 130s, Faster, do you understand flatter. that after 100, the difference between 150 and 200 yards is almost a three-inch drop? With the 150-grain bullet, the way that they've put in enough powder and they want the trajectory and the muzzle velocity, it will go out, <laughs> and it only drops less than an inch but that's not right, though. I thought, I thought that your, your no, you, grain was in the actual bullet, not the it powder. Is. It is. So but, it, 150 but grain is going to be a heavier bullet, so it's going to drop faster. Well, they add more. They have more. It, it burns faster, and uh, and the amount of powder that they put in there is different because they all, they, all they want is, with that grain bullet, you got to get the right velocity coming out. All so. Right. Now so the point the point is world. you really need to understand what the trajectory is of your bullet that you're shooting and you don't change or your feeder is at 100 yards you sight your rifle in at 100 yards and that's it right but then i went to marble falls and it was 175 and well, so you take your 175 rifle that's sighted in 175. You just or, have to have a rifle for every situation. Or if you just think that one inch high at 100 yards and you know where you're at, and if you shoot at 200, you're on. What's the point? And 150, you're an inch down. And I mean, at 50 yards, that's the point is to be within that three inch circle of, and don't worry about it. Don't worry about uh, clicks, three inches bubbles. is not good enough for me. I'm a one inch grouper. So the headshot. Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. They've worked hard every day to earn your trust and keep your vehicle running like new. They hire only ASC-certified technicians to repair and maintain your vehicles. They require all of their technicians to complete an intense training program so your vehicle is worked on and maintained by properly trained professionals. When it comes to auto repair and maintenance need, brake repairs, transmission service, Sun Auto sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at a Sun Auto Service repair shop nearest you. 
405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Brewery Boulevard in Georgetown, and their newest location at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Check out all their deals and specials. They always run right there on their website, sunautoservice.com. Welcome, uh, welcome. On the flip side, we'll be uh, giving you your armed citizens report, speaking of ballistics, all that and more. It's right here on the number one outdoor radio show in all of Texas. It's the Outdoor Zone, live at the bunkhouse on 104.9, the horn, and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Make my money the old-fashioned way I don't want a piece Nobody else's pie Hey, American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. The Outdoor Zone brought to you by Central Texas Honda Dealers. If you're like me, you're always eyeing the newest technology and the newest gadgets on the market. But one thing many of us don't always think about is the cutting-edge technology keeping us safe behind the wheel. They have cameras and sensors all around the vehicle. That means you get multi-angle view behind your vehicle. When you're backing up, your car will automatically brake if it determines an unavoidable collision. It will even... Adjust the wheel if you cross over into a different lane without signaling. My favorite feature, the adaptive cruise control. You can set that what distance you want to keep from the car in front of you, 7 feet, 8 feet, whatever it is. If you get too close, <laughs> the car will slow down. Best of, all, best of all, <laughs> these features come standard on the 2018 Accord. It's the 2018 North American Car of the Year, and it's won that 2018 Car and Driver 10 best lists, a record 32 times. Our Central Texas Honda dealers have hundreds of vehicles to choose from, and our one of their friendly employees will make it sure you drive home in just the right one. Solve your Honda Envy at any of the Central Texas Honda dealers or online at centraltexashondadealers.com. See dealer for details. Now it's time for your Armed Citizens Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. A woman saved herself and her child from a, an attempting kidnapping in Fairfield, California, after the woman managed to gain the attention of a nearby officer. Her kidnapper sped off with the officer in hot pursuit. When the car careened into several other vehicles a few blocks away, it was discovered that the woman had fatally shot the driver during the incident. The mother sustained some minor injuries while the child was unharmed. (laughs) Yet again, a positive in favor of the firearm. Awakened by the, this is a classic, brought back to our attention, um, Awakened by the sound of breaking glass, Dennis Dennis Kinsman 
found three men burglarizing his car behind his home. Kinsman grabbed his pistol and surprised the three who ran off after a chase. Kinsman apprehended the men at their home just a few houses away and held them at gunpoint until the police arrived. It's this week's Armed Citizens Report. It happens every day, all the time. We've posted uh, various ones throughout the week on our social media. You can find it on uh, the Outdoor Zone Facebook um, account. We, I think I posted one this week mm-hmm. uh, of one that happened, um, an Armed Citizens Report that happened uh, just this week. It happens all the time. They don't report on it because it's not as thrilling and exciting as murdering and did you did you see that deal where that stanford professor of you know electrical engineering went through the numbers and said yes there's been a huge increase in the amount of firearms from 1994 until 2018 but the incidence of problems have actually decreased by 40 percent don't tell us that uh and he was like, "You're going to take our guns away because we'll go out and buy all." Of them. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's a ridiculous. He was trying to say constitutional carry, maybe it's the right answer to all this. Constitutional More. carry on the table for lawmakers. Uh, there may be a new gunfight in the Texas Capitol next year. Senator, uh, State Rep. Jonathan Strickland has filed a bill to allow constitutional carry to let any Texan who legally owns handgun carry it openly or concealed without first getting a permit across the state it's a major legislative priority for the republican party and a very popular one with my uh constituents said strickland i think there's a real need for it texas have long been able to carry uh openly carry rifles and shotguns without a license except for places where carrying long guns is specifically outlawed As for handguns, laws have evolved to let gun owners carry handguns openly or concealed in most areas of the state, including some college campuses. But they need a license to carry, which requires Texans to undergo training and pay a fee to have the license. This bill will make license to carry optional. We would no longer require license to carry in Texas. Um, Interesting, it... uh, as a as a licensed carrier, mm-hmm. both of us are licensed mm-hmm. carriers and yeah. avid carriers. Uh, I'm not necessarily for it 100% yet, but I'm not against it either for the pure fact that as licensed carriers, we were warned, one of the first things they warn you about in the class is leave if... The last thing you want to do is really shoot well, if they you tell can you avoid it. They tell you to leave the class if you do if you plan on doing such and such and such and such uh, with your firearm because you can actually be in more trouble being licensed and carrying yes. than you can if you're not licensed and carrying. So what sense does that the, make? The guy the guy told us it was kind of interesting. We do that we do the classroom right, right. and then we break and go to the range and. Right. Then you, then you go shoot the tests. targets, right. right? And so just before we leave, as we're about to break, he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I want to make sure everyone knows that if you have a license to carry, you know, then you have a different rules uh, about alcohol. Right. And there is zero, 
0.0, right? Right. On the test when you are carrying a firearm. You right. know, you're concealing or you have a license to if carry. If you have a license, right. 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 And it's 0.0. Right. And you know, there were probably out of the 30 people in class, I think I counted 13 that did not go and finish the rest of the course because they because. heard that <laughs> and they were like, well, that kind of, you know, for my lifestyle, uh-uh. Right. I'd, I'd need my point eight oh eight or whatever it is. Yeah. Give me a little tolerance in there. I don't want to, I don't want to be caught because I, now I have a responsibility. Right. And you know, that's kind of, in a way, this is where I may go against the constitutional carry. And there were some people that really needed a mentor out at the uh, gun range. Oh, yeah. And there are people that shouldn't probably carry without going through some kind of handling course. Right. Of but some do you sort. think, do you think those people, because I know a lot of people that have their license mm-hmm. and don't carry. Uh, but they went through the course. They did the whole thing. You know, I've I, I know friends of my wife or maybe some family members that aren't a hundred percent proficient with their firearm. They went through, got their concealed handgun license, but they don't carry. They don't carry. It's they a, just did it as a if they wanted to, they if could. they wanted to, if they needed to, if they felt like they needed to. And yeah, they're probably the ones that need the mentorship. But they know that they're not proficient, so they're not comfortable carrying. And I think that's a self-awareness, uh, a self-awareness thing that's going to happen with anything you do of those lines. Well, you you probably know. I mean, we struggled through that at the beginning of what to carry, and you get <laughs> everybody wants some big ammo, right? And everybody wants the biggest gun. I but... need fifteen shells, and I I'm telling you that forty cal I thought I would carry mm-hmm. with the twelve round clip. No. It gets too heavy, bro. It's too heavy. It's small, compact, and nice when you're if you've ever shooting eaten, it, but eat, it's miserable yeah. to carry. If I you, want to carry my pocket pistol, little three eighty. All I want is something loud enough to make some noise while I'm running the other you direction. Put some holes in somebody. You got six shots, yeah. right? I don't know. If I, they're close enough and it's a, if it's a big enough threat, they're gonna be close enough to hit them with my little three eighty. Now I think it's different for home defense and maybe what you have in your car. Or you take somewhere to the ranch, or if you're driving right. there, right. that's a different story. We're talking about <clears throat> daily, like in the yeah, movie theater, store, or grocery store. There's some responsibility, man. I, uh, you, you know, you eat too much at Golden Corral and have to go to the restroom, and you know, you you are going doing things quickly, man. Guns can go everywhere. Oh come oh, on, come on. You got a heavy. When gun? have you heard that story? When does well, that happen? It happened to me. But anyways, your gun uh, went everywhere and you shot a hole in Golden shot. Corral. No, it didn't shoot. Uh, it it in the stall it fell and in the toilet? No, it next just... to the stall next. And I oh. had to kind of put my foot over there and drag it back a little bit. I know that sounds terrible, right? But it was it's this whole thing about really getting the Holst- right holster. Holster problem. It was a holster problem and that's what I'm talking about with the mentorship cuz it's you got to do it the right way. You got to talk to people. I wonder what the guy in the stall next to you thought. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, you need... I better be quiet. <laughs> Was I too loud? Let, sudden, me, let me do a courtesy flush. All of a sudden, <laughs> his seven rolls of toilet paper come flying to your side. <laughs> Easy, bro. Here's the toilet paper. Here, you can have it. <laughs> the point is, I, I like constitutional carry because this guy was talking about 
hey, if we've increased the amount of firearms, especially handguns, and it's gone down by 40% for these violent, you know, crimes, right? then we should just let everybody carry and that would solve the problem. That was kind of his whole thing because he said, yeah. I can count up to a million incidents that the people don't <laughs> report on that kept harm, uh, kept harm or crime from happening because someone used a firearm to stop the incident. Right. But nobody talks about those, right? Right. We do. Well, so we do. We are in the outdoor zone every week. But he was saying, so why not just let everybody go? And I'm thinking, man, I'm I'm still on the bandwagon of, I think you have to get a little bit of that range time, and you have to think about the responsibility of carrying. And if you're going to carry all the time, what how are you many comfortable other, How many with? people you think are just going to go out and buy a firearm, though, that have no knowledge of how to use it or get that mentorship themselves but carry it every day there was a girl in our class that went to the range she had never shot before yeah and one of the the the, one of the range guys took her from step a to z yeah right there at the time do you think she carries her pistol every single day I don't know, man. She may shove it in the purse. That's a lot better than sometimes, you know, putting on the uh, holster and having to carry it like we do. See, I, I, know, your man I know people that have gone through the class that... They don't do it anymore, right? They don't carry. They just don't carry, you know? They aren't comfortable with it, so they don't carry. And so I don't think you're going to carry if you're not comfortable with it. I think Texas does a good job with the castle thing on your property. Your car is your property. You can take your firearm with you. I think that's great, and that's the way it should be. If you're going to carry into uh, a public area, I think you should have a license for that and had a little bit of range time and responsibility on the mine. That's me. I think you need to get licensed for it. McBride's Guns, Central Texas family-owned and operated gun shop. I can tell you their stance on the deal. If you're looking for the right farm, and I back you, Mr. McBride, McBride's can help. If you're looking to trade your guns, McBride's is the place, an expert gunsmith right there on site, one place. You got an issue with the firing pin, you got an issue with the trigger, you want to get a trigger changed out on your AR, guess what? McBride's can do it right there, one place. It's our hometown gun shop. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532, or online, McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. All right. Uh, we'll close out the Outdoor Zone up next. You don't want to miss it. Uh, you get it only one place right here. It's uh, live in the bunkhouse from 7 to 9 on 104.9 The Horn, 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Kevin Fowler here, hanging in the bunkhouse with my buddies TJ and Cody Ryan, only on the Outdoor Zone. Yeah, the other night, I met this hot country mama, she's looking fine, I was thinking, ooh, yeah, I wanna take her home, make her mine, but all she had to say to my Our friend Kevin Fowler, an avid bow hunter, 
Speaking of bow hunting, archery country, there's a certain point in every hunter's life where they step into the next level, begin to hunt with a bow. Archery country is Austin's only true bow shop for the bow hunter, or one of America's fastest growing sports and recreation is archery. Family friendly and fun for every age. Hunters and non-hunters alike are enjoying the sport of archery, and there's only one true archery shop in Austin, Austin Archery Country. How about a crossbow? They've got it there. Your Traeger grills, the pellet grills. So you shoot something, and then you put it on the grill. Kill it and grill it. You get everything you need at Austin Archery Country. New owners, Alan, Brendan, and Tyler, longtime manager Mike and staff uh, with Casey and Matt and Jordan, all make up for a great true pro shop the archery country team can help you with every step your journey with the bow 8121 research boulevard they've been helping tj out uh, all year long to shoot straight and (laughs) actually harvest something with his bow i'm very proud of him but they're making money off his lost uh, arrows yeah They, yeah. <laughs> Open uh, Tuesday through Friday, 1030 to 7, Saturday, 10 to 5. They're closed on Sundays and Mondays, but you can check them out online, austinarcherycountry.com. Austinarcherycountry.com. Uh, you know, earlier in the show, we talked about uh, George H.W. Bush, a mm-hmm. monumental um, man in the outdoor industry globally. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and obviously our president uh, of the United States. But uh, more locally here in Central Texas, we had a uh, a guy that I, I had known. I was trying to calculate the time, probably uh, a little over 10 years now. Um, somebody I'd met in the outdoor world, uh, man, a guy that had a vision to do something absolutely incredible with a piece of land mm-hmm. uh, that he was entrusted with built a um a range a, a bird hunting operation and a, a gathering place a building and um man he he was just a guy that was on the go 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 get it done get it yeah. done get it done get it done kind of guy 10 years ago mm-hmm. and uh the man i uh last knew the same man had evolved into quite a different man um, yep. and not saying either, uh, that it was bad or anything before, but a man that uh, knew different. what true, uh, true, um, well, legacy, legacy enjoy meant the world. and enjoy his, his family, his kids time in the outdoors, a good friend in the, in central Texas, uh, Mike Tyson. A lot of people know from, uh, Austin gun club, a private gun, uh, club and actually became a ministry uh, where he brought yep. together groups of kids or uh, other ministry related groups and and offered retreats and and camps for different groups. He let us come in many times with yeah. KOZ. Yeah, KOZ Every went there spring. several times. They had adult camps and um, they had shooting sports set up. Austin and Gun bird, Club, bird hunting, bird hunting was, was the big deal with dogs. Huge trained dogs, and he was a professional dog trainer. I mean, he mm-hmm. he trained his dogs. Uh, he passed away. He passed away. He had been battling for the last several years uh, some cancer, mm-hmm. and uh, hit. And just the last few weeks, it had really uh, warped into and 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 it caught up into his brain. brain. Yeah. And, 
um, became a sad deal. So uh, Mike was born on March 1st, 1967, raised by his parents, Barney Tyson and uh, Aline Tyson in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Mike graduated from um, Barbie High School in 1985. Uh, He's uh, McNeese State University in 1990, both in Lake Charles. Mike was the co-owner and CEO of Austin Gun Club, a private gun club and ministry where his goal was to share Christ with others through camps, retreats, and shooting sports. Our prayers and thoughts uh, to someone in our area who uh, loved much of what we do here in the bunkhouse, God, family, and the outdoors. I mean, much the same things we talked about uh, President Bush passing. Uh, Mike Tyson, um, man, what an incredible journey mm-hmm. he lived. What an incredible legacy he leaves uh, with his kids. Um, you know, he talked candidly about uh, when priorities make that shift, when yep. you hear that you're going to die of cancer. Uh, where those priorities go. Uh, You know, for a lot of people, they can go in a lot of different directions. For him, it went directly to, oh, crap. I better make sure my family knows where I am, where I'm going, make sure they know who the creator of the earth was, and and try and explain that to as many people as I can. So uh, bless your family. And Yeah, I I was going to mention a story. He told the boys while we were out there, and it was when he was about seven or eight years old, just like the boys, the group that he's in front of, he had read a book about the outdoors, and he wanted, uh, his dream was to have some kind of a ranch, some property, Yeah, right? And it was all about him, 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 until he got to a certain age at about 40, he said, you know what, God, if you give me something like this, I will make it into a ministry. And he, guess what? It was like he immediately. He finally got his dream. Immediately when that shift happened. And so up there in Lampasas, an incredible area. He brought in kids. He would bring in adults. He always had a story to tell about how it went in his life. And his legacy is now, it, it's, it's spot on with that. So Lamentations I'm, 519, you Lord reign forever. Your throne endures from generation to generation. On behalf of TJ, today's Sunday. We encourage you to find the church of your choice. Thank you, Beefsteak. Uh, we're going to end on that. And I just thank you for coming and hanging out with me in the bunkhouse. Sure. Uh, thank you, Salt Dog, for being here and twisting wires and uh, just being a part of this uh, whole operation that we do up here every Sunday. Uh, get a kid outside. Take them to the great outdoor zone. Take them, just take them on a walk. You can take them hunting, fishing. We don't care what it is, as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone. You can find out how to do that at kidsoutdoorzone.com. A real ministry that you can be involved in, that you can give back, show your love for the outdoors through a real ministry, hands-on. And raise up the next generation in the way they should go. All right, regulators, on behalf of TJ being out, we uh, all we got to say is, regulators, mount up. Mount up. I had a good friend in New York City. He never called me by my name, just Hillbilly. My grandpa taught me how to live off the land And his taught him to be a business man 
me pictures of the Broadway nights And I'd send him some homemade wine But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife For forty-three dollars my friend lost his life I'd love to spit some beach nut in that dude's eyes And shoot him with my old forty-five Cause the country boy can survive Country folks can survive 